0: Why is there so much talk about moving towards a more plant-based diet? Many have taken this question to heart as they look for ways to feed themselves and their families. You may be considering reducing your meat consumption for your health, animal activism, environmentalism, or all those reasons. And if you're wanting to learn more, you can find some local vendors and connect with your community through Winnipeg VegFest, which is taking place this weekend.
1: My name is Randy Tenelier. I have been with Winnipeg VegFest since its inception, Uh, and uh, my role uh, changes year to year, but I'm essentially one of the event co-coordinators. Do kind of whatever's necessary to make sure it, it, it comes together.
0: Very long, and because of COVID and everything, all these festivals and things were closed down, so when I saw the poster for this event, I was like, Whoa, what is this? I definitely need to find out more about it. So for myself and our listeners, what is Winnipeg VegFest?
1: VegFests are a phenomena that have been uh, appearing around the world over the last maybe 15 years or so. And essentially uh, every major city has one now. A lot of smaller towns and cities have them too. Uh, It's, uh, and what they are is kind of part festival, part conference. And they're all dedicated to plant-based living. Some are strictly vegan. Some are strictly vegetarian. I kind of prefer plant-based myself because it sounds a little less strict, and it's a, you know, it's a. Uh, in any event, it's it's about you know ways that we can uh, uh, increase human health, be kinder to animals, and be better to our environment through living uh, eating
0: more plant-based foods. And we'll definitely get a little bit more into that later on. But you mentioned that you've been involved since the inception of the Winnipeg Veg Fest. Why did it start up? How did it start up and you know when did it start up?
1: I guess it was back in about 2016. Uh, at the time I was chairing a committee through the Winnipeg Humane Society called the Animal Compassion Team. And what we did is just kind of advocated for a non-companion animal so farm animals, animals used in testing and uh, entertainment advocating for them to be treated more more humanely. So at the time uh, we had uh, Jason Hannon, who's a professor at the University of Winnipeg joined our committee and he uh, told about this uh, this plan that he would like to hold this VegFest and some of us hadn't heard of a VegFest uh, even uh, back then so it sounded really interesting. So uh, yeah back in late 2016 we started meeting every month and then it became twice a month, and then it became every week, and then essentially every day until we had our first uh, uh, festival. It was a one-day event in September of 2017. And normally with these events uh, that we've hosted through the, you know, some of the committees I've been on, you, you get a couple hundred people. You're really happy. You've spread the word a little bit. You've educated people. Uh, I was shocked that we you know when we, I got there that morning, there were probably about three or four hundred people in line already waiting for the doors to open. We had probably 2,000 people come through the doors that day, and it's grown every year since, so it's uh,
0: it's really amazing to be part of. I really appreciate the animal advocacy part because that is something that we don't usually talk about. Like in the West, you know, we have our companion animals, but then we have our livestock, and that's a very particular word that we use for animals that are a product, not animals as a being and that's
1: you know one of the that's really the main reason why i got into this myself probably have been involved in animal advocacy for about 20 years now but uh as i learned more about how uh modern farming practices uh treat animals as commodities not as actual individual beings and uh you know just there's some real ethical concerns with how they're raised and uh, it's something i wanted to be involved with and so many other people i've met through that movement, uh, you know, have the same, the the same uh, sentiment.
0: So it's nice to be part of. What can people expect from this year's event? It's going to be in person again after COVID closures and everything. Right. We're
1: excited to be back after a couple of years off. And uh, this year we decided to plan it outdoors because we've been planning for the last nine months or a year, so we weren't sure what would happen with COVID. So it's gonna be outdoors. Thank goodness, the, uh, the weather is looking pretty good for Saturday right now. It's gonna be this Saturday, University of Winnipeg from 11 till six. It'll be, yeah, outdoors on the front lawn and in sort of beside the university in the RecPlex. We're gonna have probably about 70 vendors, all sorts of different uh, products and services. Uh, all animal friendly. Uh, we're going to have a uh, some food trucks, uh, a food vendor area, so you can come spend the spend the day eat. Um, there's going to be contests. There we have a drag show. Uh, there's going to be
0: that captures me. I'm currently going through RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> so that sounds exciting.
1: Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that should be pretty cool. It's going to I think it's at two and again at two forty. So, but our uh, our whole schedule is posted on Winnipeg Vegfest.ca but sort of the, the highlight of our VegFest are usually the speakers we bring in. So we're bringing in four speakers this year. Um, one is Jordan Richard. He comes to us from, uh, I think he's in Victoria, BC, and he's an animal activist and uh, the founder of BC's uh, Non-Animal Research uh, Association. And he's done a lot of work in animal welfare. So he's gonna be a really great speaker. Uh, we also have Dr. Charu Chan-Rasquera, I might call her Dr. CC or something. (laughs) I'm not sure (laughs) I can properly all the time, but uh, anyway, she is leading a movement to stop animal testing in in product development. So she's kind of Canada's leading voice, if not the world's leading voice on that. So uh, going to be a really informative talk and a really interesting talk. We also have Isaiah Hernandez. He's coming to us all the way from Los Angeles, California, and he is a environmental activist and uh he's being featured in a lot of major publications in the states and being on a lot of uh the major tv shows so he's going to be a really uh cool guy to listen to he's young and he's kind of at the forefront of the movement so he's going to be great um and then at, at five o'clock we have patrick Bobomian. and patrick comes to us all the way from germany he's arriving tonight actually and for anyone who's seen the movie game changers he's featured in there as a, he's a won a whole wide variety of different strongman contests, including Germany's Strongest Man. Uh, he's uh, holds the world Guinness records for a variety of different things. I think Keg Lift is one of them. But this is what we like to do this every year is bring in an elite athlete because people think of a plant-based living as, you know, you're you're probably not, uh, you don't have much muscle, you're probably a little bit unhealthy. And really, we know the opposite is true. We, we brought in Olympic gold medalists, bodybuilders, and Patrick is, nothing but solid muscle. And he does that all on a plant-based uh, diet. So he's going to be really interesting to see. He might even do a little feat of strength while he's there for us too, just to <laughs> show the audience what he can do. So that's what uh, they can expect this Saturday.
0: When we're having these conversations around plant-based diets, how, how does that tie into a- environmentalism?
1: A lot of people probably, this is something I've learned over the last years being involved with uh, Pet Fest is that, Uh, climate change is closely connected to how we eat and how we use all of our other resources. I think it was in about 2006 that the United Nations came out with an article that said that cows alone produce more greenhouse gases than all the cars in the world. And that's because the gases they emit, which I think are methane and nitrous oxide, are so much more corrosive to the environment than than is carbon dioxide from cars. So um, yeah, so that along with deforestation which is another major cause of climate change and deforestation the vast majority of it is done to clear uh clear land to grow crops to feed food animals that we later eat so it's closely tied to climate change there's not a a lot of talk of it out there yet but it's you know that's it's getting more and more loud sort of in the climate change community and so it's one of the reasons why a lot of people move to uh to eating plant-based lifestyle too
0: it's a real struggle around that because a lot of these poor countries that are clear-cutting areas to grow farms is it's individuals that are trying to make a life for themselves and that's the struggle that's why initiatives like this where we are working to change society's mindsets as a whole makes a difference because if we can influence uh corporations and individuals <sighs> all right fine we'll start selling more plant-based products right now because like the I, I i'm pretty sure the whole like fast food industry the, the the meat and burgers is all subsidized by our governments to keep it going i can't remember the exact numbers but like the cost specifically in like water and land and time for like just a like one pound of meat versus, like, one pound of, like, pea protein is dramatically outweighed.
1: It's something like, uh, on average, it takes something between five and six pounds of, like, plant protein to create one pound of animal protein. And as you mentioned, like, a ton of fresh water, too. So, so as climate change, uh, you know, as we continue to see the effects of that, and there's droughts, and there's fires, and mass starvation events. You know, us here in the wealthier countries really have to sit back and think, you know, can we can we sustain this lifestyle where we're eating all of this meat that you know is really taking so much protein to create when wealth or poorer countries, there's starvation there, right? So another reason why uh you know this is uh, it's an important thing for people to take uh, you know take listen to.
0: Red meat and 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 pork and stuff. Isn't even that great for you. Like, they're yes. classified as carcinogenic yes. and like the health problems. In my mentality, I believe there's nothing wrong in consuming meat. There's a lot of cultures, like uh, Inuit, where meat is kind of a, yeah. a base to it, but it's how we obtain it. You can treat an animal with respect and it's all about scale. Like, massive factory farms for getting your burgers or other fast food and the rest, or like, your, your meats in the supermarket, you can just scale that back. If we're focusing on like local farmers, local butcheries and things, you can be aware more of the practices and how they treat their animals.
1: Absolutely. It's not, you know, it's one of the things we try to highlight with our event. It's not an all or nothing thing. You know, uh, it's taken me probably 20 years to move to that sort of a, you know, almost essentially plant-based, but it, it's not easy. And sometimes people don't, you know, they just want to cut out a little bit of meat. They don't want to stop altogether. So this event gives you some ideas of how to do it. And uh, as you mentioned, yeah, it's human health is another really important reason. Um, If anyone uh, saw the uh, changes to the Canada food guide back, I think it was in 2019, they removed dairy as as a food group altogether. It's still in there in their guide, but it's removed as a food group and it says, that people should be getting most of their protein from plants, which, you know, again, as a reminder, a lot of people don't realize plants have protein. Yeah, another good reason uh, to come uh, and learn about things is your own health, because as you mentioned, carcinogens and, you know, we probably should be eating a lot less instead of, you know, advertising will tell us that we need to eat more and more animal protein every day. And uh, we need to stop and, and just maybe think about that a bit.
0: And it can be really really tasty you just got to be a little creative i know some people are like oh oh i gotta eat mushrooms and peas and stuff it's like there are so many cultures like i went for indian food the other day i can't remember what the dish is called but it was all um uh, it was a uh, vegetarian and it was like chickpeas and it was just delicious like you just got to be creative with your your spices and things thrown in there um can't remember what they're called, but I think they're called like the name for them that everyone calls is it, like a steak mushroom. Like it's just this massive mushroom yeah, that you yeah. can throw on the the barbecue.
1: A few years back, uh, if you went to a restaurant and wanted something that was plant based, you were having French fries or a salad for the most part. But uh, but there's so much such a wide variety of really delicious foods out there. A lot of ethnic foods, like you mentioned, uh, East Indian foods, uh, you know, Thai, Vietnamese. They all have some amazing dishes that they use, like chickpeas, lentils, tofu, all different types of beans. Yeah, it's uh, there's so many different things. And then there's also like meat substitutes. If, if you want to go that route, there's a wide variety of different you know plant-based uh, burgers and you know pork chops and everything really, if you want.
0: Yeah, the substitutes have come such a long way. I remember having one, yeah, like 10 years ago or something like that, and it it was, it was okay but it wasn't the greatest but recently bought some and they are so good now like i don't know what they did they seem to have cracked a code in there
1: absolutely yeah and that's a uh, that's an area that's just going to keep growing by the sounds of it it's uh yeah you can't tell the difference between that and real meat if you've never tried one it's it's shocking
0: and then other um you know so- solutions to our ever growing uh, demand is uh, i think it's yeah, like uh, 3D printed meats is an option. It's completely organic meats, but you don't have any of the suffering of animals to process it. And I know like the the development of the technology isn't just consuming meat products, but also like pr- uh, printing organs for people and stuff. But it's very cool how science can, can work towards helping offset some of the challenges that we're facing. We just need to have the desire to do so.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, that that area is going to grow like hugely in the in the near future. I read an article the other day about a producer that's creating a uh, a milk that is doesn't come from cows, but it, it is actually milk. It's like so it's growing in a test tube kind of thing. So it's a but that and meats as well. Uh, Yeah, without animals, uh, amazing. That's what the future will hold, I
0: think. I know know some people can be a little scared at change. Like, whenever there's change, people get nervous. You feel that they're coming at them. And I think we need to make it clear that, you know, this isn't like an attack on the general population. This is, you know, we're increasing awareness here. We're letting you know, hey, there's alternatives the way our systems are in place, it is damaging, mm-hmm. and you know what? At us as a collective can make a difference. We're all in this as a team.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's you know that's what our event is all about. Our VegFest event. Fest event. It's uh, it's free. It's just informative for people. You don't have to sign up for anything. You just come check it out. It's full of positive vibes, and it's usually just a really fun day. So, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, helping to spread the word and helping to, uh, you know, helping to help people, you know, live a little healthier lives and more compassionate uh, towards animals as well.
0: What are some ways that people can start just shifting their life towards a more plant-based diet? Because we've mentioned meat replacements and stuff, but those are still, I guess, considered a niche at supermarkets and can be quite costly and with everything going on the cost of fresh vegetables is going up too so you know what are some ways especially for families or like growing families how can they shift things without hurting their wallets too much right that's a good point
1: um or a good question so a lot of people start like with a meatless monday sort of idea where they you know maybe challenge themselves to create a dish that doesn't have meat in it Uh, you can do so, uh, you know, in a cost effective sort of way by like, uh, you know, chopping around, getting local uh, grown vegetables um, and, uh, you know, maybe creating some dishes that you hadn't used before. I think my spice uh, closet has sort of grown like hugely over the last few years because I looked into making some of the dishes that, like you mentioned, like uh, chickpea masala sort of thing, where it's like, over rice and you know really not expensive ingredients at all chickpeas uh, rice and a bunch of spices and maybe some chopped up mushrooms and onions and you have a really tasty meal so yeah I think people just uh, yeah you know if you start off slow uh, you know research a few different uh, types of uh, vegan or plant-based menu uh, items and get into it slowly you know you'll find that you can do it cost effectively and as Really, your tastes change over time, too. That's one of the most surprising things for me. At first, you know, when I first stopped eating meat, I craved the steak. But now, you know, you know, it just a, a gag I yeah, you think you put one in and really crave that, that whole-based plant food sort of diet.
0: The struggle of adjusting diets. I'm, I'm trying to wean myself off of caffeine yeah. right now. It's oh, all yeah. those chemicals, the, the salts, the fats, your body craves those sorts yeah. of things because – you know back, back in the time, those sorts of things were kind of really great for surviving yeah. out uh, in the plains, yeah. but not necessarily. We need to be in survival mode all the time nowadays, exactly. It, yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, I'm struggling with caffeine myself, that's, that's a hard one to get.
0: And, and for people that are showing up and they have any questions, I, I'm sure people at VegFest would love to talk about kind of how they handle their meals and how they transitioned as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we're a little smaller right now this year because of the pandemic, but normally we have a few panels uh, where we talk about uh, how families can tr- transition to plant-based meals. So we'll have that uh, in, in future uh, events for sure. But yes, any of us will likely be wearing VegFest t-shirts. Love to talk to you. Could refer you uh to a whole wide variety of different books, you could read to to learn a little bit more about the menu. Uh, you could be uh, substituting your own menu with, and yeah, yeah, love to talk to anybody about that.
0: Randy, absolute pleasure talking with you once again. When is Winnipeg Veg Fest happening, and where can people go to get more information? Yeah,
1: uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you too, Ryan. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to happen this Saturday, September the tenth, at the University of Winnipeg from uh, eleven a.m. till six p.m. You can check us out on Instagram to see our, uh, our full schedule, or you can go to winnipegvegefest.ca. It'll tell you uh, the full schedule of speakers and events throughout the day, as well as all of the vendors and restaurants that will be there. So, so yeah, one other thing I'll say is, you know, there's a lot of other festivals going on in Winnipeg this weekend. There's Manifest, there's Street Sherbrooke Street Festival. Come downtown, check it out, walk around festival to festival, you know, spend the day and uh, yeah.
0: Have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight? Leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was You Talk. And have yourself a good one.